Knox County, Indiana, August 1993. It all seems like a lifetime ago now. Then again, when you spent half of your life chasing ghosts, you tend to lose track of time in the sense that most of us experience it. That, along with having been a career alcoholic, tends to cloud a person's mind just a tad bit after so many lost years go by like a blur. I had originally chosen writing as a career, a bachelor's in creative writing and journalism, and about $17,000 in college loans later, I was stuck in a town about the size of a postage stamp, working a a 40-hour-a-week job mopping floors and scrubbing toilets. It would have driven anybody to drink. Then again, some doctors believe that an alcohol dependency can be hereditary. A person can be born with an alcoholic gene in their blood, And after so many generations of alcoholics have tainted every last limb of the family tree, it's just inevitable that a person will follow in their father's footsteps. For me, though, it had been a choice I made on my own. My father was the kind of guy you'd picture as a model for an old Norman Rockwell painting. A guy sitting on a porch in an old rocking chair, smoking a corncob pipe, and reading a copy of National Geographic or Arizona Highways but you wouldn't see a faithful old hound dog lying next to the rocking chair because my father hated pets around the house. It had taken me three months to talk him into letting me have a goldfish, and even then he complained about the fishy odor coming from the tank. But I guess when you slammed down about a case of Pabst Blue Ribbon a day and had the demeanor of an angry pit bull, you could always find something to complain about. Stephen King once said that we create our own horrors in order to deal with the real ones. I think what he meant was that almost all of us, at one time or another, have found some sort of creative outlet, so to speak, to vent our frustrations or find an escape from our own terrible reality, if only for a short period of time. Writing to me was my outlet. That is, until I found a better one. Calvert Whiskey. Now don't get me wrong, I'm not asking for a pity party, or saying that it was my father's fault I turned to the bottle for comfort. Bad things happen to good people. It's the natural order of things. A true, dedicated, full-fledged alcoholic will tell you that they do almost anything to stay drunk, or what I used to refer to as staying on an even keel, which was, of course, an excuse to keep drinking my sorrows away. Truth was, I'd more often than not wake up with a hangover and would use it as an excuse to partake in a little of the hair of the dog that bit me in order to get rid of the pain from the pounding headache and sour stomach and sore kidneys and swelled-up liver that plagued me on almost any given day. And that image you see when you look in the mirror? Yep, that's you all right, believe it or not. That cute little boy with the bright blue eyes and winning smile and outgoing personality that used to make straight A's in English and spelling is long gone now and has been replaced with a total stranger. One that would borrow, or beg, or lie, or steal, or pawn to get that fix. I knew a guy who once pawned his wedding ring to buy a case of beer, I kid you not. And if the whiskey hadn't been enough of a problem in my youth, I had to fall in love. Young love, or infatuation as my mother would have called it, was hard enough for a 16-year-old boy to go through alone let alone his first case of a broken heart.